Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Meet My Friend Friday. It's Friday, the 22nd of March. And you guys know I like to have guests on the show that are going to encourage you in your walk with the Lord and in parenting. And today's guest is going to encourage you if you are homeschooling or if you're thinking about it. So I've got my friend Jamie Erickson on the show with me today. We're going to talk about all things homeschooling, particularly how to quiet the voices in your head that tell you you're not good enough. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So thanks, you guys, for tuning in today. As always, I want to say thanks to everybody who's leaving reviews for this podcast over at iTunes. We are coming up on a thousand reviews. So thank you so much for doing that. If you have not left a review or if you'd like to leave another review and it's been a long time, I love it if you would do that. It's very easy to do. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review by clicking on the little gear shift. You can rate the podcast and review it. And it really does encourage us. I am in uh, Northwest Arkansas this weekend for the Teach Them Diligently convention. I'd love to see you. If you're in this neck of the woods, come on out and say hello. Next weekend, I will be in Nashville with my family. The weekend after that, I will be at Answers for Women, uh, which is the sacred conference this year. We're going to be talking about God's design for human sexuality, particularly as it relates to this generation and teaching our children what God says about sex. This is a very important conversation, so I hope you'll come out and join me at uh, the Creation Museum at the Ark Encounter specifically. All right, I want to get straight to my guest today. I'm very excited. You guys know I love to talk about all things homeschooling, and Jennifer Erickson is a homeschool mom. You guys are going to love her. She has been married to her husband for 17 years. They have five children, ranging in age from 15 to 6, and she has a brand new book coming out in Mar- in April. So uh, her, her new book is called Homeschool Bravely, How to Squash Doubt, Trust God, and Teach Your Child with Confidence. So I am excited to have her here. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So you are, uh, you're, I was reading your bio a few minutes ago, and it says that you're the mother to five blissfully abnormal kids. What do you mean by that? Well, exactly what that means. <laughs> I am thrilled for the, you know, as a homeschool mom, I often get the comment of, you know, aren't you afraid that your kids aren't going to be normal or aren't going to be socialized? And and my retort for that is, well, if if normal is what the world is doling out, I'm kind of happy they're not normal. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yep. I always tell people when they say, aren't you worried your kids are going to be weird? And I always say, your kids are going to be as weird as you are. So that's right. Uh, that's hopefully because you're the you're the primary educator. Have you did you always want to homeschool or are you kind of an unlikely homeschooler or what? 
Well, I never thought I'd homeschool. We are actually second generation homeschoolers. My husband was homeschooled back in the 80s and 90s when it was kind of super weird and partially illegal. (laughs) And I remember one day my mother-in-law came up to me. I think this was even before we had kids. And she asked me point blank, would this be something I'd ever consider? And I was an elementary school teacher at the time. And I think I laughed right in her face and thought, absolutely not. And part of that was because I felt like I had the perfect gig as a mom being a teacher. I'd have the same days off, the same schedule as my kids. I just thought it on paper, it worked out perfectly. But God had other plans and he definitely directed me in this way. And I can't ever see going, doing anything different. So I I get this question a lot because there are often parents who will come up to me, particularly when I'm out on the road, and they most of my listeners know I wasn't, just like you, a, an accidental homeschooler. I never wanted to homeschool. I could not understand why any woman in her right mind would choose to be you know, locked up with children for 18 years in a row yeah. with no reprieve. But uh, what, something I've learned over the years is that when the Lord uh, calls you to it, there's a grace that comes along with it. Have you found that to be true in your own life? Absolutely. You know, I I actually think my homeschool journey, as much as it has been about my kids and and the things that they are to learn, I actually think from from day to day, homeschooling is is more about what God is trying to teach me. And he's used it so much in my own life to refine me and to to sort of chisel off those hard, ugly places of impatience and um, bad attitudes and selfishness. And and so I think we're really, as homeschool moms, we're really quick to say that homeschooling will be the place that, you know, my kids will learn how to be more patient, more kind, more loving, more godly. But I've found that homeschooling is where I've become more Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's every bit as much about the mom as it is about her kids. Absolutely. It's, it's It's a daily act of of washing the feet of those I love. And and that's not easy no. to do. No, it really isn't. So when, so how did you begin your homeschooling journey? So now we know that we have this thing in common. We're both unlikely homeschoolers. And actually most of the, most of the parents that I meet today are not parents who planned on homeschooling their kids. And a lot of people listening to this right now are thinking they're still going, oh man, I see what's going on in the public school system. I can see kind of the handwriting on the wall. You know, I just spent uh, a large part of last week battling some things that are coming to the public school system here. Even though my kids are no longer in the school system, I still care about it, which we need to care about what's happening. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that there are a lot of parents who are going, man, I just don't, I, I could never, ever do that. That seems insane to me. How did you begin when you kind of stepped your feet into homeschooling? What did that look like? Well, I think that question is actually twofold. I started um, considering the idea when I had a baby, you know, before I became a mom, I just looked at the fact that I was a teacher. And like I said, it would be the perfect gig. But once I, the doctor handed me this pink little bundle, just the thought of sending her off to somebody else for six to eight hours a day broke my heart. And she was just this little tiny baby. And I think it was God sort of using homes, the idea of homeschooling to knit my heart to hers. And and I just, when when that day came, when she was five and the school board came a-knocking, I just couldn't do it. And it had less to do about fear at that time um, and more to do with just my love for her. Yeah, but fear 
pretty quickly can eke its way into your homeschool. I know that that was one of the the very first battles I encountered in homeschooling was I'm going to mess up my kid. I'm not going to do this good enough. Have you had those similar those similar uh, experiences? Every day, you know, because fear is what the enemy wants to use to knock you off your place, to knock you off your course that God has put you on. And it's a constant battle. And I'd say it's like a two steps forward, one step back kind of shuffle. And I just have to constantly fix my eyes on the calling that God has given me and the truth of his word that he has good plans for for me and my kids in this thing that he's called me to. And with that, he gives me the courage to keep going. And I would say too, that homeschooling for me has been kind of an act of worship in my obedience on those days when, you know, it would be a whole lot easier to send my kids to the curb and watch the big yellow bus sort of (laughs) lift them up and leave a quiet space behind. I, I just have to fix my eyes back to his calling and, and, he always gives me the courage for one more day. Maybe I don't have the courage for the entire year um, every single day, but he gives me the courage for this day, this moment. Now, in your book, you said that a third of all new homeschool moms quit after the first year. I've got a couple of theories about that, but why do you think that is? I think a lot of it comes down to fear. I think it comes down to not having a community or a tribe of women Mm -hmm. that are supporting you and upholding you. It often comes down to naysayers and, and being able to listen to God's still small voice and dismiss the negative voices. But if you don't have a tribe of women cheering you on from the sidelines, it's really hard to face naysayers, especially because sometimes they come within your closest circles. Yeah, that's right. And also I think that the pressure... Uh, on homeschoolers right now, especially when it comes to uh, academia, you know, feeling like if I don't get all of this, if my kid doesn't learn Latin when they're in third grade, somehow I'm failing. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I've been trying to tell moms for a long time is that you have the you are the one who has your finger on the pulse of your child and what your child is good at and what uh, what they're not good at. And so I, it seems to me that oftentimes when we quit, you're totally right. It's because of fear. And also it's because of this perception that it's supposed to be exactly like traditional school when it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And I think if we remember, you know, having a goal of of academia is not wrong. It's not sinful. Right. But as a Christian, should that be my ending goal? Should that be the finish line? I think the world is full of plenty of smart people. And I actually think um, there's plenty of wins in the homeschool column when we're talking about academics. But I think it comes back to more than that. What is your final end goal? What If you, as a homeschool mom, were to look ahead 10, 15 years, 20 years down the road, what would you say is would make that successful? Would your kids be successful if they got into Harvard? Maybe, but if they're not kind, if they don't love God, if they don't chase after him with their whole heart, would you call that a win? Yeah, that's exactly right. I was just talking to Bill Jack on my podcast last week, and Bill is one of the founders of Worldview Academy and a friend of mine. And we were talking a little bit about the end game of education. Mm -hmm. And he was saying exactly what you're saying, which I totally agree with, which is you can homeschool your kids and still miss the most important thing. It's 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 sometimes we do it because we are our focus is on the end game being academics and you're totally right. There are tons of wins in the academics column for homeschooling for lots and lots of reasons. But really at the end of the day we want to have our heart 
um, resonate with the hearts of our children and train them in righteousness. Because you can go to any college campus in the United States right now and see a lot of really smart kids who are foolish. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. You, yeah, the world does not need another smart person. It needs somebody who loves God and wants to chase after them fully with their whole heart. Yeah, you you also talk a lot about homeschool calling uh, in your book. And what what do you say to the mom who says, "Yeah, I don't really feel called to homeschool"? What do you what do you say to her? Well, I think if you're, I, I hear that a lot from moms. Like, I, I wasn't actually called by God. I just sort of back. I just came in through the side door. I homeschool because my husband has an odd work schedule and it just works for us. Or maybe I have a bunch of little ones at home and just the thought of, you know, dragging them all out at two early o'clock in the morning to catch a school bus just um, makes me itch. I've heard all the different reasons why a mom would say homeschooling isn't really my calling. It's just what I'm doing right now. And, And I think that it's similar to when... Jesus was on the road to Emmaus, walking with those two on the road to Emmaus. They didn't recognize him as Jesus, but it was him. He was there. And and I would say that to the homeschool mom who doesn't think that this is her calling. A calling of God comes with just the daily, everyday circumstances that he's dealt dealt you. So if your husband does have an odd schedule and that's why you think you've chosen this homeschool route. I'd counter that with maybe God gave him that odd schedule in order to point you to homeschooling. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Well, where where does calling come into it for the mom who says, you know what, I'm I'm homeschooling my kids because I had no choice. My child's being bullied at school and she's, she's doing it, but her heart's not really in it. Um, how do you find that calling and that deep... Um, that deep gift that comes really from the Lord that says persevere. Cause sometimes people will say, well, homeschooling is about patience. And I laugh. I always laugh when someone says, Oh, you know, I don't have the patience for homeschooling. And I'm like, uh, it's not about patience as if it was, we'd all quit. Right. It's not about that. It's about perseverance. It's about calling. It's about seeing beyond what you're doing right now to where you want your child to be when they enter adulthood. But the mom who has pulled her child out, who doesn't have that sense of calling and is struggling to find it, uh, what what kind of encouragement can you offer to that mom? Well, I think that God is is a God of resurrection and he can resurrect anything. So if if you're a mom and you feel dead to homeschooling or you're just going through the motions, putting in time because this is, you know, what's in front of you, I would say dig deeply in God's word, press into prayer and Ask God to give you a love for this thing called homeschooling. Ask him to redeem it. Ask him to resurrect that delight that you're missing. And he will because he promises to do so. He promises to give us the desires of our heart. And as as we're walking faithfully into the calling that he's given us, he wants us to delight in that. He doesn't want it to be a drudgery. Right. Yeah, that's totally right. When you when you think about, and we've all had bad days. You know, I interviewed my son, uh, Spencer. He'll be the fourth of our seven to graduate from our homeschool here in about two months. And uh, we were talking about just looking back over all these years of homeschooling. And I asked him, I said, you know, Spencer, have we ever had any, uh, people ask me all the time, you guys ever had any bad days? And we both just in unison were like, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, because that's, that's, have you ever had any bad days of your life? Any bad days in marriage? Anything that's worth doing uh, is going to be hard. Those are the hard things that are that um, when we stick with it, it's it's worth it. But there are a lot of moms who homeschool that feel overwhelmed 
they're struggling just to juggle all the stuff that they're doing in their lives, right? Women wear lots of hats. Where uh, mm-hmm. we might be a wife, a mother. Some of us are very involved in extended family. Some of us have aging parents, and we're we're trying to figure out how to, how to do this well. But we feel overwhelmed, and sometimes that feeling of overwhelmness keeps us from jumping into the race. What do you say to a mom who says, "I just don't, I don't think I can keep going, or I don't think I can start because my life as a general rule is overwhelming." I think that's a lie from the devil to make us concentrate on the struggles. You know, struggle is synonymous with humanity. It's not just homeschooling. And you're always going to have struggles. In fact, I talk about this at length in my book. Um, my homeschool is not is not without its struggles. I'll be the first to admit. But you can't let one bad day or even a string of bad days define your homeschool. And actually, I would say that it's in the struggle that God does his very best work. And at the end of that season, that really hard season, you know, if you're just pressing in, putting your head down, doing the work with the daily faithfulness, you'll look back and see that it was in that struggle that God really did do his best work because he refined your character and the character of your kids. He draw you all you all closer together, but most importantly, closer to him because At the end, when you have nothing else to lean on, you're forced to lean on him. Hmm. And that's really what it's all about is your relationship with him and your kids' relationship with him. So don't try to escape the struggle. Don't try to pray it away or wish it away because it's in the struggle that you'll find the very best strengths. Yep, it's really true. When uh, when you look back over homeschooling, you don't have a graduate yet, but uh, you're getting close. I mean, you're just a few years out. And when you look yeah. back over uh, the your decision, first of all, to homeschool, and then what God has done, I have always been amazed at what God has done in my life through the um, my our decision, my husband's and mine decision to homeschool our children. When you think back over what God has done, what are some of the good things you're like, I did not expect this good thing that came out of our decision to homeschool? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that comes to mind immediately was uh, three years ago, my daughter, she was, I think, well, she's 15 now, so 13, 14 years old. She had what con- what amounted to a heart attack. And she was, the doctor told us she was just heartbeats away from not being here. And that was a struggle because we were at the pediatric cardiac ICU multiple times. And, you know, that's two hours away from us. So we'd spend days upon days at doctor's visits or, you know, sitting in the hospital or even at surgery. And that really did upset the proverbial apple cart of our home school. But man, I look back on that time now and give God all the glory. Mm -hmm. And what's more, she can do that. And now she's using that experience. She actually partnered with Cure International to help some um, underprivileged kids to be able to have some of those same things that she got being here in America at a pediatric ICU. And so she partnered with them to 
to raise some money and to support them. And so I see how, you know, if she was in the school system, yes, we'd still have to go to those doctor's appointments, but it wouldn't take the entire family to rally around her. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't all be going down to the cities, sitting by her bedside and, and sitting there for echocardiograms. It really helped us all to partner with her in what God was doing in her life. And we would have missed out had she been in a traditional school. Yeah. At least her siblings would have. Well, and I think the other thing, I mean, you mentioned siblings, but truly, uh, I, I always tell people that homeschooling has been the best thing we've ever done for our family. I feel like, you know, it's mm-hmm. um, drawn us together. When our two oldest, my 27 and 20, uh, my 27 year old was in public school for two years. And I remember the struggle. She was in a private school first, and then we couldn't, we couldn't uh, continue paying for that. And then, you know, uh, make a house payment at the same time. Yep. Uh, and so we we put her in public school. And I remember her coming home and getting off the bus and she was tired, you know, from the day and she just wanted to come in and watch, you know, Bugs Bunny or whatever. And her little sister mm-hmm. who had been waiting for her all day long really wanted to interact with her. But Savannah was so tired and so disconnected really from our family that um, it was really hurting that relationship. And that's one of the things I've noticed that I tell people, it really does strengthen the relationships between siblings when you do it that way. Have you noticed the same Mm -hmm. thing? Yes. And I often hear from moms who, you know, you're with your kids all day long and they're with each other all day long. There's no escaping those relationships. And often I hear, you know, what am I to do? They just fight all day. I'm just breaking up one squabbling fight after another. And that's true because we're all, you know, imperfect people jammed together in a small space. But I would say to those moms, hey, you're getting an opportunity to show them real restoration and to be able to give them the opportunity to say, I'm sorry, you can't just go to another side of the playground and ignore this sibling. You actually have to work it out and use real biblical restoration skills. And that would not happen if they were apart from each other six to eight hours a day. I actually do talk about that at length in my book. I love it. And speaking of your book, uh, it's coming out on April the 2nd. And right now you're still in the pre-order period. So you've got some bonuses for people who order the book uh, before it actually releases in stores. What's going on? Yeah, if you grab it now, between now and April 2nd, you can grab my pre-order bonus. It's called the Quick Start Guide to Brave Homeschooling, and it's a 52-page e-guide that just really helps point a mom's feet to a successful school day. I love it. So uh, for those of you who missed the title earlier, I'm just going to give it to you again. Jamie's brand new book that's coming out on April 2nd is called Homeschool Bravely, How to Squash Doubt, Trust God, and Teach Your Child with confidence. I know you guys are going to be encouraged. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a joy to hear about what you're doing, and I know it's going to bless a lot of moms. Thank you for having you're me. You're welcome. For for those of you who want more information on Jamie Erickson and her ministry to moms, particularly her new book, Homeschool Bravely, you can find all things Jamie Erickson in the show notes today. Just go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. For those of you who are brand new to my podcast, we are getting ready to start a new Bible study over at Mom Strong International. Now is a great time for you to jump in. The scripture writing challenge is free and it is posted. Just go to Mom Strong International. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.